Hello and welcome to Hollywood RX. The doctors are in. We have something different in store for you today, as I'm guessing you might already have imagined by the show title. <clears throat> Excuse me. But let me first say hello. This is Adam Dooley speaking. Let me first say hello to my colleague, Dr. Greg Ormeyer. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you doing? Ah, uh, good, good. Uh, very glad to be here with you and with everyone who is listening in. Um, we're going to have a little bit of fun today uh, doing some catch-up. Here's the thing, kids, is that sometimes uh, when Daddy talks to other Daddy, they forget some of the things they meant to say. And so uh, stuff falls through the cracks. And during the earlier episodes, we double-backed and re-recorded some of those things. But this time, we're going to tell you some of the things we forgot to talk about during films we've already discussed, and then play a little, uh, a little game that we hope everyone will enjoy. It could be a lot of fun. It could be a train wreck. We'll find out together. And, um, and then talk about a couple of movies that he and I hadn't planned on discussing together, but each of us has seen. And he doesn't know what my list is, and I don't know what his list is. And so we'll find it all out together and see how it goes. And we're also going to try to make this thing be a little shorter than some of the other stuff that we uh, have done. So the first movie I want to double back to and talk about is Beasts of No Nation, um, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, and was very uh, stri striking and sobering. And it, still, those images, are, are many of them are still with me. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm very anxious to, to watch it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not quite as anxious, perhaps, but I'd be interested to hear what you have to say, either on the air or off, about seeing it a, a second time. But something I didn't get to talk about uh, in the first place was the fact that this was the first, uh, what's be, it's being called, the first Netflix original film. That's correct. So Netflix has been doing some, some television-type projects or some online-type projects, but this is their first uh, foray. I'm going to put it in quotation marks because they actually didn't produce it from scratch. They acquired the rights to distribute it. And that's a slightly different category, but it does give a good indication of the quality of work that they're looking to be associated with and, well, the, if, and the tone yeah. and everything. You know, if, they, if I recall, they... Uh, yeah. <sighs> They were one of quite an unusually large number of production entities putting that movie together. As oh, okay. I, I recently saw a movie where, like, normally it's like, you know, Canal Blue in association with... <laughs> right, right. Fox Searchlight and the Weinstein Company and... <sighs> It's kind you of... Know, it's kind and, of I, and I think with this one, I seem to remember them going through this, like, a real, like, it felt like 10 or 12. Uh, that that's, that's amazing and, and just a little bit sad. I think some of that has to be this company greased the skid somewhere and that company did something else because the whole damn thing only cost $6 million. It shouldn't take eight, eight companies to put it together and, and finance that unless everyone's just terrified of never making money back. And so they're all trying to, to uh, minimize the risk. Yeah, what? I was thinking it was just probably... Um, Local production companies, maybe that handled some of the location work, yeah, and uh, pre-selling distribution. Anyway, I'm sure this is what you wanted to talk about. No, no, it's, it essentially was. It was just that it was a Netflix original thing that I, I hadn't read a lot about yes. it before, but I knew it was streaming on Netflix at about the same time it was in theaters, and I, uh, it from the the stuff I was reading, it sounded like they they simply purchased the distribution rights. Uh, were you saying that you sort of 
uh, felt like they were more involved in some way? No, 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 no. I okay. meant that there were more companies than usual gotcha. preface, prefacing the opening credits. Gotcha. And I think the amount, I could be wrong about this, I believe the amount was $9 million. I think the thing cost about six. And there was uh, there was a little bit of, um, of uh, ads for it and trailers and things. So uh, they would have, Netflix would have been in for a little bit more than nine. But... Um, <laughs> well, no watch. You know, I'll you know when I rewatch it, I'll, I'll report in on the next you know, okay next time it now, comes up. But watch, I'll, I'll I'll have watched it a second time, and it turns out there are just like two companies: Netflix right. and some guy productions. Right, exactly. Uh, now this might go without saying about it, but I just didn't really touch on it last time. That cast of of young soldiers, of of you know uh, young men, boys, those are. By and large, it seems um, those are actual kids who were actual soldiers. It wasn't as though they put out a casting call in the middle of some unnamed African country and got a bunch of you know kids who were right. trained. Those were kids. I mean, the, the the performances are so natural and so easy and so un you know polished Phased. and and yeah, raw. Yes, that's true. Yes. They're very raw and uh, and it really helps sell it almost to the point at which that's why I was saying. When we first talked about it, you could shoot it in a documentary style, and I think it could sell itself as this is actual footage. It could have been done as a, as a, as a mockumentary. I mean, not in the sense that it would make fun of it, but in the sense that it wasn't a true documentary. I yeah, I think. I, yeah. I, I think, if I may, I think that I think it's, it's uh, largely due to uh, the fact that it was almost entirely cast with locals who are very much at home, very much uh, naturally comfortable with the surroundings, with how life goes on yes. in that part of the world. Absolutely. There isn't that, that sort of distance by having, you know, uh, Johnny Depp navigating <laughs> right, the right. machete work or whatever. You yeah. know, it's like, it, it, it's it's different. So, and, and I think because it's so far removed from our daily life here in America. Yeah. It, it, has, it, it comes across with a real punch. Um, absolutely. And um, but to add to what you were just saying, uh, in addition to them being natural or being relaxed in the settings that they were in and feeling comfortable at home there, they also had a co sort of a complete sense of uh, relaxation or, or, or whatever with regards to the camera. That's just as important. I mean, think about uh, actors, you know, kid actors in America, how many of them for how many decades put it on, you know, put on a thing every time they were in front of a camera where you just wanted to retch because they were so aware that they were being kids on camera, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, so that was a part of it. Something else that just popped in my head. Oh, there's an actor. I, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. If I, I, I would attribute that to, uh, to the, the, the way the way video sort of works in the two cultures because ours is sort of yeah. built around like, you know, the stardom and be, maybe be on a show and get right. discovered and all this. And yeah. over there, it's just like, you know, like, they don't necessarily, like, they don't have television. They don't get well, NBC. They don't get the answer. They're not bombarded with ads like we are. Like, it isn't the same right. culture in terms of stardom. Like, you know, yeah, probably, absolutely. You know, we're getting to a point where I think Kids are going to be generally uh, extremely comfortable 
being filmed in front of the camera because they've already got it on the phone. You know, like they're already filming each other with the phones. Yes. And uh, their phones, not the phones. <laughs> We're uh, hyper saturated with an awareness of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, even America's yes. Funniest Home Videos is taking all the stuff that we did when we weren't being super aware of the camera, putting it on TV. But just to j touch back, they're so, uh, you know, sort of this pop culture, movies and television consumerism that we so enjoy here and are so obsessed with here. Uh, it makes a direct reference to the beginning of, of Beasts of No Nation because the kid takes the TV, essentially dismantles it so that he can make an imagination box and perform in it. I mean, right. I don't think you'd see a uh, an American kid doing that in this day and age. Um, no, no, or if so, the cameras haven't gotten there yet. Right, exactly. But, no, you're absolutely right. And oddly, oddly enough, that's, that, is a, that is a moment that really struck a chord with my wife. She is, uh, she, she, she will forever, like that movie will ever have a place with her yeah, because I've, of that if nothing else. I thought that was a beautiful little uh, uh, moment in character. It really told you who he was very quickly. Yeah. And they ma made them very sweet. And then later, when you, spoiler alert, when you find out that he actually dismantles his father's television to do that, it, it, it makes it that much more delicious and interesting and so on. Uh, moving off of uh, Beast of No Nations <clears throat> and on to... Um, to Spectre. I had a few more things I wanted to say on that. Let's see if any of this uh, sort of pops your, your, uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that sentence ends. All right, first of all, just with regards to the, the word and the name Spectre. The previous film, uh, or the, the, the prior to that, the second film, Quantum of Solace, um, presumably, that was the name of an organization, a nefarious organization, within the James Bond world in that film. You with me? Yes, I okay. am. Okay. The reason. I think I know where you're going. With okay. This, the reason that 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 nefarious organization was called Quantum of Solace or whatever it was called, or Quantum or Solace or whatever it was. The organization wasn't called Quantum of Solace. Well, whatever it was, it had so, it had something to do with that title. Um. <clears throat> Is because they didn't own the, the name Spectre. They didn't own it as uh, well. If it's true that they didn't own it, yeah. I think what they what they're referring to is that they they didn't own Spectre as an as an anagram right organization that has existed in time and had specific. Remember that time Spectre tried to take you out on the train? Right, you know, right. That kind of thing is not, they can't do. So, I to, believe, I don't, I, 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 that's my only guess. I don't know why they would have, that why they would be able to use Felix Leiter. Yeah, I don't know. They would be able to continue that role, but they wouldn't be able to continue Spectre as an entity. I don't know. Unless it was used, like, you know, in an Austin Powers movie, and some lawyer realized, hey, oh. you can't use it because now it's part of our week have copyright oh, okay. on every part of this movie. I, I don't know what the origin of it was, but it just left a little distaste in my mouth that <clears throat> sort of as soon as they could get their grubby little hands on it, they trotted it back out and put it front and center <sighs> instead of just continuing with whatever it was they had created yeah, I, I, as an alternative. The, 
the connection to Spectre seemed uh, um, a little forced. Yeah, flimsy at best. All, the, yeah. all these crazy madmen were all, part, you know, like they were all right. in on it together, right. ultimately. I mean, I understand the value when you're telling an ongoing story like that of not having to reestablish a new villain every time, but just to have some sort of ongoing thing that becomes the antagonist. And so you can defeat them battle by battle, but you're fighting an ongoing war. Um, I understand that yes. part of it, the function of it. But in any case, I just kind of, it kind of irked me that, that suddenly we had Spectre where before we didn't, and it has nothing to do with the story part of it or the storytelling and more to do with the rights or some lawyers, yeah. lawyers arguing I, I, in a room. I, I felt it was a little bit, frankly, of a cop-out to not link it to the Spectre of the earlier Bond films. And I think it was a cop-out to not have made it an anagram Right, and and that's and it's particularly why the title doesn't work for me. Right, right. You know, um, I mean, yes, you know, th th there is precedent for the the film being named for the villain. Right. However, those are specific characters. Those are specific specific villains. Right. Not you know, the organization that's been behind it all. Right. And presumably they sort of tried to do that by basically going, look, all those different things that happened were part of this, uh, you know, um, from, from Vesper to, to uh, you know, to M uh, dying at the, all those things were a result of the efforts of Spectre and specifically the results of the effort of this one man, you know, as they, they, tr they tried to make that, happened but they didn't i don't think yeah, successfully no. do it um, no they, they, they gave me eyes wide shut flash <laughs> afraid we were going a, co a couple more quick things uh yeah. on there just uh because i know how much you love the uh dame judy but i will say that i just find can we do a show where she doesn't come <laughs> up? Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. no 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 Here, here's the thing is that i find this kind of interesting I, I want to hear what your take on it is. She was M with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Correct. And then they did a reboot, and presumably it should be everybody new everywhere. And that's why. That, that, and that well, that ties into my problem. With, okay, uh, I wasn't quite done. Not. Oh, okay, yeah, but 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 yeah. And her character. Like, well, if you're continuing all that, then there's her, her okay. character name is different. M is the same, but the actual character she's playing is a different person. Who just looks exactly like the previous M. So I just wanted to let you uh, absorb that for a minute. I feel like I paralyzed you. Um, yeah, no, 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 not you. Just the news itself has paralyzed me. I think she has the same first name, but it's a different last name, but it's essentially supposed to be a different character. Uh. <laughs> I, I guess it doesn't uh. help, help, but <clears throat> look, if you had Judy Dench, would you get rid of her? <clears throat> I wouldn't. Apparently you would. Uh, so that was something I wanted to let you and the listeners know, unless they're all ahead of me on this. Um, interesting tie-in to Beasts of No Nation. This is just quasi or whatever, but I'm sure it's going to come up again. 
Yeah. Uh, that Idris Elba was, uh, you know, they valued it. Valued? I don't know. They, his name was brought up as a possible replacement for Daniel Craig down the road. Ooh. And that, to me, is very interesting. I would love to see him as, as Bond. Um, I have no problem with the racial changes or anything of that sort. No, not um, either. I, I'd be a little worried then that, that M would become Samuel Jackson or it would become Morgan Freeman and we'd start to have to see a bunch of other uh, <laughs> ethnicity sneak into the rest of the, uh, the organization, but um, not necessarily in an in organic way, but just kind of a whatever. Yeah, but... but What's wrong with mixing up the organization? I just think that they'd do it in an obvious, heavy-handed way. I don't think they'd be uh, cool about it. Um, Idris Elba would rock in that kind of a, he'll be in that kind of a role. No yeah, problem. right. But um, I would also hate to see him franchise out. You know, every, like every time there's a there's a really great actor. Yeah. In the you know, germinating. I don't want to see them fucking go with Johnny Depp and just, you know, oh. then become franchise. I hate right. to say it. Yeah. Johnny, but you know what I mean? Like, so I'm so sorry. in a way I almost wish, I'm sorry, I almost wish that they would offer Bond to someone like Michael Fassbender. Oh so, yeah. Who I, who I, you know, respect, but I'm not committed to so that, you know, he could, he could franchise out and I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. Okay. Much. Okay. Now, when you say franchise out, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. You don't consider Bond a franchise in and yeah. of itself? Okay. So what, yeah. do you, what do you mean by that phrase, franchise out? Oh, I see. Well, that, that in terms of, like, their, their career, just that they're, they're like, in terms of the projects they do, uh-huh. they consistently, you know, continue making, you know, like, like Sean Penn would be a great example. Sean Penn has not made a movie, to my quick recollection, yeah. that involves a sequel, a recur recurring character. He doesn't do that shit. Right. He, he doesn't. He doesn't make a guest, uh, like a, like a, like, a, like an off. He doesn't pop up as like the villain in some. <laughs> some okay. Movie. With all with all due respect to your to your point. And I take exactly what you're saying, and I understand why you're using Johnny Depp. He does actually have a movie coming out in which he plays the, uh, uh, the same character that he played in another movie, but <clears throat> not necessarily with the same spirit but that you're talking about. But not in a franchise right. kind of way, like not to make it a series. Right, right. Yeah, other, yeah. right, right, right. I mean, as not, not nearly as much as he did with, with the, uh, the pirate movies. Right, exactly. Yeah. See, now I would be afraid that, yeah, see, I would be afraid that they would offer Bond to Tom Hardy. Yeah, uh, I, I guess so. I, I, I'm not quite getting... I, it sounds like you have an interesting thought here that I don't want to take the time to explore because there's other things I want to get to. But, oh, sorry, this is your no, show. No, 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 it's not my show. It's, it's not that way, but I'm not quite getting what you're okay. saying because I'd love to see him as Bond, but so, so clearly you're framing in a way that I'm not understanding it in such a... It, is to end up at the place where Tom Hardy becomes a, a, a bad choice. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he would make a fantastic Bond. But, I mean, as, as history is proving, he'd be probably be saddled with some really bad, boring storyline. Okay. okay. And, you know, it's like, I, I wouldn't want to see him get wrapped up in that being the big movie he does that year. And then it takes, like, 
you know, a couple of years before he comes out with something. Oh, okay, good. I see. That's, I see. You want yeah. you want that guy to still be a um, uh, what do they call that in, in in sports? A free agent. You don't want him tied down Correct. to a team. There you go. Where he then it gets off the off the uh, no. the field for other other stuff. Okay, now I understand what you mean. Um, I, I, I want him to be the. I, I'm, the, the actor's equivalent of the band that refuses to license their song out for a commercial. Yeah, okay. That's, that's the category I put it in. All right, so um, that's cool. Uh, that was that comment. There was, okay. uh, when we were talking about it uh, originally, I could not remember the name of the um, original writer f- over who, who turned it in just before the writer strike happened. And who then Mike is Steve Wilson? No, that's what you said before, and you were wrong then, and you're still wrong. It was Paul Haggis. Oh, okay. You just meant like from the last movie when you said the original, like like original writer. I thought you meant like an old time. No, I meant I meant the guy who was doing for a while. who was yeah Haggis. Yeah, yeah, I know. he wrote that. Uh, yeah, I that was the uh, Quantum of Solace script turned in by Paul. Uh, and, and remind me now, because I, 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 I'm drawing it's, a blank. What has Paul uh, Haggis uh, written, directed, or done for in the past? I believe, I believe, and I'm not looking this up, people. This is a live <laughs> guess. I can verify. I believe, I believe he wrote and directed the film Crash. Oh, wow. Okay. Not the thing with James Spader and Holly Hunter. Not, that's a Cronenberg movie. Right. Right. Based on a J.G. Ballard novel, I'm talking about the the, the racism in Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Movie. Okay, okay. I Among, didn't see it, so I'm not. I'm not. That's not a judgment. I got you. I got you. I ha- I did see it. Okay. Um, but I, I believe ha- that's him. And then I believe he also did a movie. I can't remember the name of it. It was with um, Russell Crowe and Meg Ryan. I think her husband's kidnapped, and he's a bounty hunter. Or Holy something. shit! So, I did see that movie. Uh, it was called Ring of Fire or Man oh, on Fire. Or man, something. No, Man on Fire was, man was in the ring. Denzel Washington and Tony Scott, I think. Right, that's right, that's right. Um, but it was something like that. It was something like a something of something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Was it the facts it of facts of life? <laughs> no, it was not the facts okay. of life. All right, the facts of life. Um. Yeah, I can't think of what it was called either, but I know I saw it. Uh, Million Dollar Baby, he was the screenwriter on Million Dollar Baby, which That's I right. love. That's right. That's right. Did you like that movie? Mm, not too much. Really? I mean, yep. I don't know. You got your Morgan Freeman. I guess we were just talking about him. Uh, Clint Eastwood, I thought he was... I, I liked it. Is it because you don't like Clint Eastwood or his directing? Yes, it is. No, okay. it is, unfortunately. I, I, I don't like his work as a Oh, director. and, and Margot, was it Margot Martindale played her mother? Margot Martindale? Oh, they come in. Man, I was just thinking, you know, it's a certain kind of audience is going to get all the references we can possibly <laughs> And they can fucking stump me. Who the hell is... <laughs> Oh my God! Is that Blink Martindale's? No, 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 no. I could be, I could be getting her name wrong. In which case, I feel, I, I feel just terrible. But um, she is a character actress. Uh, yeah, her name is Margot Martindale. She was in Million Dollar Baby. Did I say Margot Martindale? That's what I said. You did say Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can remember these other ones. Oh. Uh, sh- 
shoot. She's like always there, but you never quite. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, well, Haggis's uh, most recent claim to fame is that he, uh, he, he, he broke away from the Church of Scientology. And wrote, oh, he uh, made a run a, for it. He did, and he wrote a pretty, um, a pretty scathing expose of life on the inside. That uh, that that got a lot of hype and a lot of attention from from the uh, I hate to call it the church. Yeah. <laughs> so those those Scientology people. Right. Uh, well, she was definitely in a, a show called The Riches, which I really liked a lot, and she was in Justified. I think it was the second or third season, which had soprano level operatic uh, storylines going on. She was absolutely fantastic in that. But she has done a lot of other uh, feature work as well, like Beautiful Creatures. She's just, oh, She was in August uh, Osage County with everyone else on Earth, Meryl Streep and so on and so forth. Wow. Um, and, and that's a maybe a 10-person cast, so that narrows it down and something that people might have seen. But um, she's also in The Americans. She does work a lot on television. She plays like the handler of these Russian spies. Uh, and she's uh, she's terrific. She's also on The Good Wife right now, or and has okay. been for a while. So she's just uh, a workhorse of an actress, and uh, I love her, and I don't know how we got to talking about her. Oh, um, <clears throat> Million Dollar Baby. I feel I would be remiss if we didn't mention the woman who starred in that, but whose name I now can't remember. I thought uh, it was Hillary Swank. Hillary story. Swank, thank you. <clears throat> Uh, from everything and everything else, and very serious, uh, very serious lady. Anyway, we were talking about Paul Haggis, and we somehow got wildly off track, and then you tried to bring us back, but, oh, we, were, we couldn't figure out the name of that movie he did. Yes. Oh, it's going to make me nuts. People at home are screaming right there. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Russell Crowe movie, you idiots. Right. Oh, my God, Russell Crowe. Well, who knows? That narrows it down. He's, yeah. Well, click on Haggis. You obviously got something up No, there. I'm in there. I just can't. I don't see it. I don't see it. You gave away my secret. I was remembering all of that from my brain. Um, you gave me away. Uh, anyway. Uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, that might be the way to figure it out. But Man on Fire, I think, was somebody else. Um, anyway. We will uh, possibly never know uh, what that was no, called. No, we're going to know. <laughs> All right. Soon. It wasn't Body of Lies. Uh, it. It's so funny because every other movie is blank of blank. It was proof of life. That's it. Thank it you. was proof of life. However, having said that, the words proof of life do not appear on Haggis's uh, IMDb anywhere. Then, so. I'm okay, then, I'm, then I'm completely mistaken. He has nothing to do with it. Right. The writers in that case, it was Tony Gilroy and, uh, and others. So that's right. so funny. Okay. So that's why he wasn't turning up there. Anyway, um, I think that just about does it for Bond. I'm trying to think. Oh, we just never sort of talked about the kind of Bond, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, not a cliche, but like a trope. A, tr a, a trope. Of having um, the the villain have some sort of uh, facial disfiguration in some way, so we did touch on the fact that that uh, uh, Christoph Waltz gets this giant scar on his face, a la Blofeld. But then stepping back to Skyfall, you have Javier Bardem who who takes out his teeth 
And there's a, I, I just love that shot where his face just sort of caves Six. in without this, the support yeah. of his face. And he just it looks like this. this oh, it's, I really love that. And that I idea that, uh, that he's ruined inside. I, I wasn't too happy with that, uh, with the um, the way Christoph Waltz is supposedly scarred in this movie. Yeah, I wasn't either. I felt like that was sort of, they kind of forced it in or it seemed yeah. like, almost like an afterthought. But you know what's funny? Is, you know, that whole thing blows up and you ask yourself, oh my God, did, did Christoph Waltz die? And, you know, Bond barely makes it out or whatever it was, that whole facility that explodes. <laughs> You know yeah. who, who didn't make it out of that at all? I guarantee you, that white cat. Oh, absolutely, the white cat made it out. <laughs> oh no, that white cat is a is a charred crisp. No, I, my I, friend. No, 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 no <laughs> my friend. I, I don't I don't know if this is a flaw or if they're going to refer back to this in the next one. But yeah. You're gonna when <clears throat> when this movie comes out, uh, on uh, on on Blu-ray and DVD. Yes. You pull it up and and or. Or Netflix. You pull it up, and I'll show you. <clears throat> After the explosion, there is a shot of Bond and a couple of other people. Like, it's it, 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 they they basically cut to a long shot. Yes. Compound, yes. and there are two cars driving away. And the cat is driving the other car. No, but what I'm saying is either it's a it's either it's a catastrophic flaw that yeah. they didn't catch when they were you know reviewing the second unit footage, right. or uh, it's going to be referred to later on that he did get out in time. Oh well, we did see him later. We we see him later. We see Christoph Waltz later in the story. We do see him. Right. But we You're never right. see we never see the cat again. That's my point. Is the cat? But it doesn't matter. It's just because we were talking about the cat last time. And I'm I, surprised they didn't, um, you know, have him stroking the cat. Right. Uh, uh, my son says it did get out, and it became the cat from um, uh, Austin Powers, the skinless, the hairless, not skinless. That would be horrible. The hairless cat from Austin Powers. All right, I want to. I want to move on to this game. The people on our ass. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, no. They can. It's all theater of the mind, people. No, no one is really hurt here. Um, Yeah, PETA would go after. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about all those kids that were used. In the, in the filming of Beasts of No Nation and how you can't exactly have an organization come out and say, uh, hey, you can't, you, this is mistreating those children, you're exposing them to something terrible if those kids were already soldiers. Now they're just right. pretending to be soldiers. It's not nearly as horrible as what they actually lived through in all likelihood. Correct. I'm done with uh, everything we've talked about before, all four of those movies. I've gotten it all out of my system. Uh, do, do you have any final comments on any of that? No, I don't. But I understand you have a tra- you have a trailer game for me for a little yes. bonus conversation. Well, a trailer. Let's leave the trailer part of it out of that. Let's okay. just talk about it this way because we don't want to sit here and play trailers. For example, okay, okay, um, but it's a game. But it's a game. Yeah, it like is a game. Yes, movie. it's a game. You so. saw a movie. If I understand, this, if I remember this correctly, yes, you saw a film. I did. That I don't believe has come out yet for the rest of us that is true you got to some advanced early screening but it's just something that they have a trailers going for currently yes and it is something and it is a movie that we perhaps would 
we, we had planned to see together. Yes. You had this opportunity to see an early cut, and is I, that... I didn't see an early cut. I saw the finished film. You saw the finished film. Okay. Finished film. <clears throat> um, and <clears throat> so here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to name. I want to name five movies for you and for the listeners. All of that. All of which have trailers available if people want to see them or or learn a little bit about them. And I am going to give you um, trivia. Uh, movie trivia. And your goal is based on the trivia to eliminate suspects. Okay. Um, so as the example I gave you earlier, just really quickly, if, if we were talking about cartoons and I said, I said Toy Story and I said Up and then I said uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and then my clue was... Um, uh, wait, what was my clue? The the movie is the, clue was, the, the first the first clue you, that you gave me in the yeah. sample was uh, uh, one of the. It is not a Disney movie. It is not a classic Disney film. In right. which case, you eliminate uh, you eliminate uh, Snow White, and then you're left with two Pixar films, and then you right. get another clue which would help clue you that, eliminate that one of those. Narrows one of them down. <clears throat> so the gotcha. clues the clues are to help you eliminate. I understand. Uh, one of the five titles. So I'm going to give you the five titles in no okay. particular order. Okay. Uh, now, in, but, but now yeah. before we do, though, I have to ask. Yes. I, like, I'm not going to. I'm obviously not going to look anything up. Sure, sure. It won't help you. I would like to write. I would like uh, to grab you, a piece of paper and a pen. Yes, you should write, write it down. Write, write down the names Absolutely. of the movies. Absolutely. Okay. Um, hold on one second. <laughs> hold on. Uh, I, yes, we are all going to hold on. He's taking off. He's stepping away. This would be the perfect opportunity for me to say something outrageous that he wouldn't hear, um, and that he might never hear, uh, assuming that he doesn't go back to, to listen to these. Um, anyway, with all of the horrible background noises that go on, um, uh, there was a Sean Connery interview that we were thinking of playing for you folks. And you know what? I'll drop it in right here, and he won't ever know. Um, it's uh, just interesting, and it, he's talking about other actors who played Connery. It's about a two-minute clip. That'll cover, cover uh, Greg's disappearance. What do you think is the difference between your um, playing of Bond and, and Roger Moore's playing? I'm not asking you to compare whether you think his is better or yours is better, but what, what's the oh, fundamental difference? Oh, I don't think difference? it gets down to that. I think it's just a different appetite, that's all. Um, for example, I, I think that the, the fundamental difference is that I... Um, played Bond and and in this one as well with uh, the reality uh, credibility and hopefully still encompassing stunts and effects and what have you but and out of it some indigenous humor and anything that happens is possible and I feel that um, Roger which I think he may have inherited in part from after Diamonds Are Forever, where they were already getting into that area of too much hardware, um, that that was more important, and his is a sort of parody of the character, as it were, in that situation, so that you will go for the laugh or the humor at whatever the cost of the credibility or the reality. I think that's just basically the difference. And um, it's, it's it, I think he t took another direction with it that way, and acquired uh, an entirely different audience. Mm. Yes, you, you both, you, I think you've both got separate followings. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you'll no doubt be delighted to know that in a recent poll, 
of, I think it was 62% of men, and 56% of women preferred you as, as James Bond. Well, you, you can't fight intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, you can't. <laughs> Bond's gone on now for 40 years, and other actors have taken part. Why do you think its success is so enduring? The ingredients are all there, full of kind of movie that people want to see. It has, it has very good entertaining value. Uh, for example, it's a spectrum of actors. I mean, from myself to Daniel Craig, who I thought was fantastic, marvellous in the part. Daniel Craig said he saw all, all the films, but he took an immense amount from, from your films. Uh, I suppose uh, um, nicked is a good word. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm flattered. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's there to see, and it's the danger element, I think he really gets it. Hello? Hello! <clears throat> okay, yeah, we... Okay. Okay, we are back. The uh, listeners and I were enjoying that uh, Sean Connery interview while you were gone, um, where oh, he talked nice. about playing. Just something to cover your, uh, cover your tracks there. And the, the god-awful noises that were happening. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you have a pencil and a pen. Here are the titles of the films. One of these movies is something I saw uh, an early uh, viewing of. Uh, in no particular order, we have In the Heart of the Sea. We have The Revenant. We have Legend. We have The Hateful Eight. And we have Creed. I saw an early viewing of one of these films, and now I'm going to give you a clue that will help you eliminate one of those five, and then you'll oh. only have four to worry about. Okay. okay. No. The movie that I saw was not directed by a disciple of Roger Corman. There is a director in this list whose first film was made under the auspices, whose first feature film was made under the auspices of Roger Corman, but not the director who made the movie I saw. So, if this is way too bizarre and hard, I apologize. No, 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 no. I got it, I got it. We can move on to others. Can you tell me what title you think you would remove from the list? I was about to ask if you wanted that. I'm going to eliminate In the Heart of the Sea. Uh, okay, now I'm not going to make any response to your choices because if you eliminate the actual movie, you'll find out at the very end. So, yes. du duly noted, as I like to say. Um, okay, <clears throat> the next clue uh, is as follows. This uh, director... Okay, the director who made the movie I saw... It, is not did not do the following thing he did not win um for a single project best picture best screenplay best directing another director on this list did that but not the one who directed the movie i saw okay problem is, is I'm not 100% sure of two of the directors on this list. Right. Well, I will allow you and the listeners, if you like, to just take that information, not eliminate anything at the moment, and move forward, see if something else comes up that helps uh, make that work. Read that question. And what was that question again? What was the clue? Yeah, the clue. Uh, that there is a director on this list who won in uh, for one particular project. Best picture, best screenplay, 
best directing. And I think that might have been a first, certainly for that person, but also just a first in general. In other words, this person did get that award, but the direct not the person who directed the film you saw. Exactly. I believe so. Okay. So you want to set aside for a moment making an elimination and hear another clue? No, I'm going to go on the limb. Okay. And I'm going to knock out... Creed. Creed? Creed. Uh, so just to be clear then, you are guessing that the, that the director who directed Creed has to his credit won a best directing, best picture, best screenwriting. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. Sorry, okay, okay. no, 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 That's no, all right. No. Okay. Now I get it, I get it, okay. Yes. Um, well... <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take out Legend. Okay. Legend is now gone. All right. So, um, the thing, the all right. Yeah. I'm just looking. I'm looking at my my notes here. All right. So, okay. <clears throat> the movie that I saw will absolutely in no way ever be nominated for any Oscars in any category. I'm saying that there's a movie, I'm sorry, there's a movie on this list that will in no way ever be nominated for anything. The movie that I saw will be. That's a pretty good clue. And your diversion tactic with, you know, that one of the movies has. Yeah. Oh, man. Or, or, or will be, you know, most likely. That's, uh, oh, very clever. Very clever. Oh, is, is is the is December thirty first still the the deadline for yes. publication? Yeah, yeah. Okay. As long as it came out before December thirty first, it was included in this list. So, okay. So you know for a fact that all three of these at this point qualify. Creed played for a week before December thirty first. Uh, well. It ha before December 31st of this year comes, Creed will have played for a week. Oh, right, yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So you have left Creed, you have The Revenant, and you have The Hateful Eight. And I'm saying... Out, I will take out The Revenant. Okay, so your guess is that The Revenant will win, will not be nominated for any Oscars in any category. That's correct. Okay. <clears throat> so now that as a reflection... <clears throat> But just I understand. sizing up the, you know, based on the projects, what the likelihood okay, is. Okay, okay. So now you're left with... No, I take that back. Okay. I, no, now I'm going with Creed. Okay, so Creed is gone. Okay, so now you're left with The Revenant, and you're left with The Hateful Eight, correct? I am left with The Revenant, and I'm left with Hateful Eight. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> I have to give you... A clue. The, the, a clue. 
I'm just uh, looking at my clues here and thinking of which one I'm going to give you. Um, oh. All right, so there are two movies left. I saw one of them, and the other one was um, directed by somebody who is known as primarily as a writer, but not as a director, and has won an Academy Award as a writer, but not as a director. Um, the other one that, is the movie I saw. <laughs> okay, wait. So, the, the, the movie you saw was not directed by that person? Um, you're down was to... directed by that person. The movie that I I'm saw... I'm not sure I know the right. person did. I understand. I am describing the person who did not direct the movie I saw. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I saw a movie by somebody who directed the other okay, movie. So, 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 uh, so, so the movie I want to knock out is the movie directed by this guy. By this guy who has won for writing and is primarily known as a writer, not known as a director especially. Well then, okay, well then, if, if that's the choice, since this is one of the two, how goes Legend, you saw Hateful Eight. I absolutely saw the Hateful Eight. There you go. Now, my clues did not always match up with your eliminations, but it left you with the same difference. Yeah, what do you say? <laughs> the person who won Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Director was Inuratu. Yeah, oh yeah, of but you But you eliminated something else at that time. Because I misunderstood <laughs> That's with, okay. with that, that flip logic. Of <laughs> That's all right. I, I made up a game that was way too complicated. It's my fault. I had secondary uh, clues for everything in case I was just making too big a mess of everything. Anyway, thank you for indulging but, but, me. Both no, no, that's listeners. okay. Thank you. I thank you for the I, I like the idea of this little right, well, little, well, little well, bonus well, test for each other. So well, the next one's on uh, me. Uh, well, the next one's on you, except that I'm going to a screening on December first of something else uh, a week before it comes out. So I will literally okay. be able to do it again. You're just, you're just gonna have to. You're just gonna have to stew over those notes. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So just not to do any any giving away or anything. I did get to see it. A friend of mine is on a nominating committee of some kind, not a big nominating committee, some smaller union, or I don't know what it was. It was a caterer. He's part of the caterers. They were nominating for, no, I don't know what it was. So he had a plus one. I was his plus one. Such that we came up, there was a line of 200 people, and they said, does anybody have this certain kind of pass? His hand went up. We went ahead of 400 people and went inside. We were one of the last 20 people to be seated. Uh, oh, nice. I had that. Yeah. I had that experience with. Um, oh, what the hell movie was it? I, it, it was the same circumstance, and yeah. I, I was the last person in, and I had to give up my seat for Michael Douglas. Oh well, that's uh, that may be worth it. That they may actually, be worth it. They actually came over and said, "I'm really sorry, but Michael Douglas actually <laughs> showed up." They assumed that he wasn't. Yes. And, and since I was the last person in, they, they had to ask me to relinquish my seat, and I did. And, I and wonder. I went outside, and there he was, and he was kind of like <laughs> sheepishly smiling. You know, That's like, very eh, funny. You know. I wonder if most places Michael Douglas goes, they weren't expecting him to turn up. This is just a joke. All right, so we can move on. There's another joke of mine falling flat. All right, so I will say that I watched uh, Kurt Russell consume in the lobby of the theater a donut from a Winchell's donut across the street 
It was a cake donut. It was uh, covered in chocolate frosting and peanuts. And he washed and so it. Was he. And so was he. And he washed it down with a strawberry Nesquik. Uh, but other than that, I don't want to give out give away uh, anything from that, except that there was a Q and A afterwards with uh, seven of the eight, uh, plus wow. a plus a movie, you know, uh, pr- one of the producers. Wow, lucky you! And um, I look forward to speaking with you about it. I have mixed feelings, but generally speaking, I have very strong and specific feelings about uh, Quentin Tarantino and his work in general, which is not always crazy thumbs up. A lot of, uh, are you okay? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm really? biting my tongue. No, I'm, I'm oh, holding you're literally down. biting your tongue? I'm letting you, I'm letting you. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I you were having see- a seizure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, 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 I'm still not grabbing the wooden spoon. Oh, that's it. good, that's good. Anyway, so uh, that was uh, good times there, and... Um, and a very interesting, we'll have a very interesting conversation when you finally see it. Um, uh, you are planning, we are planning on talking about that, right? We absolutely are. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. All right. So in the last couple of days I've seen, uh, let's, we can do this real quick because I don't want to go into any great depth with these things on my side necessarily. I've seen two movies in the last two days and would be interested in touching on them. And you've seen how many movies in the last day or so? I, I saw one Five, five and a half hour movie yesterday. Are you kidding? Oh, I'm not. You also saw The Hateful Eight? Oh, I'm sorry. I gave something away. Uh, it's very long. No. Um, well, that is incredible. I'll so, do one. So, so I, 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 I've had this, the, the equivalent number of viewing hours as you. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Uh, so we, we can each talk about the five and a half to six hours. We, there you go. I'll start, I'll start with the sort of the lesser of my two. Um, which I just saw today, which was Bridge of Spies. I was uh, looking to kill uh, some time. Yeah, that's that's what I get. <laughs> Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks are at it again with their hijinks, with oh, their man, Cold War I, hijinks. Can I coin a 21st century Goldwynism? Please. <clears throat> that free screening is not worth the price. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it wasn't a free screening. Well, it kind of was. It kind of was, because uh, I had a pass that I used. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, it was pretty much what you would expect it to be. There were a couple points in there where I, where I was kind of like, hey, that was good, uh, moment to moment. But generally speaking, other than Tom Hanks, there's a lot of people. Oh, and Amy Ryan, who I love. I love Amy Ryan. Do you love Amy yeah. Ryan? Yeah, and I feel like she hasn't been around in a while. Not enough. Not no. nearly enough. She was in uh, one of those uh, one of those Ben Affleck movies, uh, the the one about with the kid. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 gone yeah. baby, gone, gone baby, gone. That's right. Yeah, uh, she was phenomenal in that. I I adored yeah. her. But also The Office. I didn't like her as much. I don't like her TV work as as much. But um, I go to anything she's in. I'd be happy to. So she was in there. Not quite enough for me. Tom Hanks was all over the thing. I mean, it's pretty much him, and then a bunch of actors who I either don't recognize or are sort of uh, playing Russians, or they're actual Russians, or who knows. You know, and it's, it's visually, it's, it's all right there. It's, you know, he, he's not a director who, who delivers subpar visuals, but it, it, it was a little flat. It was a little flat. Um, what did you see? 
Well, you had two, right? I did, but I was going to let you do your long no, one. No, 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 go oh, ahead. Okay. No, 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 you'll, no. You'll, you'll finish it off. That's fine. Uh, the other one I saw was a film called Brooklyn. Oh, sure. It's been getting a lot of plug on NPR. Oh, I bet. I'm sure it has. Uh, based on a book of the same name, although I think they may have taken some liberties with the adaptation as I understand it. Uh, it's starring uh, Siorshi Ronan, I think is how you pronounce her name. Cherise, I, something like that. Yeah, it's something crazy. It's, it, it, it throws anyone off who has to read it. Yes. Like, like when they're reading off, like, you know, brought to you by Fox Searchlight in Brooklyn. Right. Starring Hang on a second. My favorite one of those. I can remember this. God, I was living in New York working at a at a, a software developing company that had a um what do you call um telemarketing department or they had a telemarketing software and they had a telemarketing department and i was at a convention i worked in the telemarketing a area as a supervisor and so i was in a hotel in maryland and you know hbo was on i didn't have hbo at home and uh coming up next was i think it's a movie called uh the landlord uh, terrible comedy called The Landlord. Yes. Uh, the announcer says, starring Joe Pesky instead of Joe Pesci. Oh my God. And he was already a very well known actor by that point. And I just wondered what it was like in that booth if the guy came in and said, <clears throat> you know, Joe Pesci, and some commercial director said, hang on, everyone, stop, stop, stop. It's Pesky. It's got a C in it there, you know, or if it was the announcer himself. But clearly somebody somewhere who at the very end, the top of the line, did not know how to pronounce that name and let it go out as Joe Pesky, which is funny to me. It is, it is unthinkable to me. Anyway, um, no, yes. I, I felt the same way with uh, the David Cronenberg movie, A History of Violence. At the end, uh, towards the end of that movie, William Hurt, spoiler alert, towards the end of that movie, William Hurt, uh, refers to the main character as Brohim. <laughs> and he says it like four or five times, and I'm just right. thinking, <laughs> right. oh my god, everyone was too embarrassed to tell David Cronenberg it's not how you pronounce it, Canuck. Right. Right, that's uh, funny. That's funny. Uh, wait, who's the woman in that? She ended up on TV playing a cop. Uh, the wife. Uh, Ed Harris's wife. Is that Maria Bello? Oh, Maria Bello, yes. Uh, she was uh, good in that one. And then his, like, old buddy. Isn't his old buddy somebody, too? He goes back to the old neighborhood to see someone like a John Goodman or... Yeah. Uh, oh, no, is it... Uh, I don't know who it is. Shame on me. But there's... Well, some... Heard is, is, is the brother. This oh, is that's the... what it is, you know, then. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that must be what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, so, he, anyway... Miss he, Mr. He, Mr. offender. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ronan... People might know her from Hannah, in which she was kind of introduced to me. I thought she was just delightful in that uh, kind of an action picture, uh, uh, more of a European-style action picture. And Grant Budapest, she was off awesome in. Uh, there's a guy named Emery Cohen who plays a love interest in Brooklyn. Uh, this movie is um, <clears throat> captivating. I thought it was just sweet and beautiful. I was very touched by it. A young Irish girl in probably her early 20s moves to uh, 1950s New York alone and um, <clears throat> it's sort of her struggle with homesickness and trying to figure out who she is and how she's going to move forward with her life even as her heart is being pulled back to the place that she comes from. So Emery Cohen plays her American 
uh, Italian-American uh, boyfriend, and he was in Place Beyond the Pines, which has come up before, playing AJ in the third of the three uh, stories there. And he was on a, the TV show Smash for a while. Domhnall Gleeson plays the boy back home. Uh, he, he from Ex Machina, and, uh, which he was great in, I thought. Uh, and he's also going to be in Force Awakens. He was in Unbroken. And, oh, About Time. I saw About Time with him. Do you know that? Well, you see, I don't think you watch all the same dumb things I do. That's a, a, a romantic comedy where it turns out he has the ability, his, the men in his family have the ability to travel in time. And it's a love story, how he uses traveling in time to to create uh, a life with the woman that he loves the most. Um, Jim Take Broad a breath. I will. <sighs> Jim Broadbent is in it, doing his Jim okay. Broadbenty thing, and Julie Walters is also fantastic in it. It was directed by John Crowley, who did some episodes of True Detectives the second season. Anyway, uh, written by Nick Hornsby, high fidelity fame, and uh, about a boy and an education. Hornby. Horn Hornby. No, Hornsby. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, all in all, a very delightful, sweet uh, movie, and I highly recommend it. I've been recommending it to anyone who will listen to me, including you, who I know won't really listen to me. So that's uh, that's everything I had for today. I'd like to hear what you uh, I'd like to hear what you saw this five and a half hour, the sorrow and the pity. The uh, and, no, and, okay. no, 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 no. Um, this was uh, this was. Do you remember the film Until the End of the World? With William Hurt? I don't. I don't. It came out in 92, I think. It was two and a half hours. It was by Wim Wenders, <laughs> German director who did uh, Wings of Desire. Uh, was I, in I, Paris, Texas. Right. I know his other work, but I don't know that one. Until the End of the Earth? Until the End of the World. Okay. Um, anyway, there's. Uh, it was shown here in a two and a half hour version. Um, and I believe... When he made it, he had a deal to like to like make an extended version for television. So this is sort of like a slightly tweaked version of his his epic cut. Oh, that's which cool! I don't believe is out on video officially. I think there's some rights issues or something that's preventing it from coming out on uh, on Blu-ray or DVD officially. But um, he it, it has been screened a handful of times, um, and I saw it when it came out, and I was I I was loath to it. It was it was just god awful to me. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't uh, the the um, the miscues of, uh, of of the delivery of dialogue. By actors who don't speak English as right. language oh. was something that at that time in my life was not <laughs> an endearing quality of movies. Yeah, not like it is now. Right. Um, now you. So that may have contributed to it. I think it, it was just like an overall sensibility, mis, you know, thing. But um, when I was living in, uh, well, a few years ago, there were in, in LA. There was a. Uh, he, there was a screening at the American Cinematheque yeah. of, of, of the TV version and I went with a friend of mine just because, not because I had any I, I mean in a way it was sort of like oh you gotta be kidding a longer version of Cleopatra <laughs> you know but yes. it was just like but I was like well clearly no one's gonna release this 
You right, know, like right. I'm gonna jump on it. It was too like the first resist. time. The first time they, the first time it was screened in L.A., he came out and like catered a German dinner, and wow. it was like this whole th- event. Yeah. So the second time he came out, I was just like, oh, "Fuck, I better get on this." Um, and I guess he's like since tweeted kind of like the uh, the final cut of Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> and so now instead of a three part movie it's a two-part movie okay and uh it flows a lot better um and i was anyway uh, what i had forgotten to say before was that when i had seen it in la a few years ago um it uh i had a newfound appreciation for it in the longer version now it like i got what he was going for that's and, really cool uh it uh it still has it still had some problems for me it's still been tightened up a little more this is going to sound like a punchline <laughs> but it should have been four hours. <laughs> that does sound like a punchline. I know. Yes. There's no way. There's no way to say that without it sounding like a punchline. But there. But there you go. So it came up here because uh, the Gene Siskel Film Center in Chicago is doing uh, Vim Bender's retrospective. Gotcha. And so they, they they got an arrangement for this new 4K digital restoration of it. Um. So I I dragged my wife to it. Oh, I you. Was like, you dude, I was like, dude, we're never gonna have this chance again. This is really cool. You gotta see this. So. So you subjected somebody else to it as well. I did. And what did she think? Are you still married? She really liked it. That's she cool. She really, really liked it. Yeah, she was like, I actually, she, she actually can't wait to see it again. Uh, yeah, my. Point. So I was uh, like, I knocked it out of the park with this one. <laughs> my wife would have killed me if I took her to that. She would uh, have killed me if I took her to see Bridge of Spies or almost any of these. Um, but uh, she does not like long things you can't sit for a long time so there you have it we went and saw my son's uh uh high school play uh yesterday yeah exactly uh it was uh inherit the wind and uh oh that was a hard couple of hours but uh he was terrific he, you know he's moved up from the uh being in the chorus or being a spear carrier in the background and he had uh, a couple of lines here and there, and uh, so that was fun to see him spread his wings a little bit. But um, well, I'm sure his, uh, his his John Muir reenacted. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, people took notice. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the future holds for him there. But um, I am going to turn it over to you to say goodbye to our good listeners. Hey, if you're still with us, thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the booster shot of Hollywood RX. I am Dr. G, signing off for us this time. <laughs>